You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan N. Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. My name is Katie Lafari, and I am a graduate student in educational psychology. And we are talking about two things here, psychology and military. Should I just say military or? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Okay. Um, how about we start, with, start off with a little history? Okay, I think it's easier to start with the military side of me. Um, I. It's funny, I think as an introduction, oftentimes people ask you, um, we associate, especially in the United States, what do you do for a living? And oftentimes, I don't know how to answer that. What are you? Who are you? How do you answer that when there's many aspects to you? And I think from, I asked my mom not that long ago, um, if my inch, my many, many interests ever like how that was raising a child that had so many interests. And she said, I used to be concerned for a very long time. And then I realized that it's just who you are and it's what gives you, what would it exhaust most people gives you energy, you know? And so feed off of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of starts, this starts my path. Um, when I was a junior in high school, I was asked to um, write a paper about what I wanted to do when I was older. And I I had thought many things when growing up. From a young age, I wanted to be independent. And I just didn't, my parents did so much for us growing up that I was like, I can't ask them to pay for my college, pay for my apartment, pay for my car. I, I needed more independence than that. They raised me to be so independent. And um, so... I think that there, I, I very distinctly remember we had to go to a computer lab because I'm old and that's what you used to have to do back in the day. With the clicky keyboards. Yes. And yeah. I mean the big like mm -hmm. computer, the big apples, you know? Um, and we were sitting there and I was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to write about. I don't know because I haven't thought about this yet. Um, and there was a magazine. It was Air Force Times. I think, no, that's a, it was some military magazine and there was a woman on the cover she was standing in front of a, a fighter i think it was f-15 um and she looked can i cuss yeah she just looks like such a badass i mean she looked powerful and you know and i was like and she was she was uh, i think she was an f-15 pilot f-16 mm. pilot i'm not sure i've never done fighters but um and i was just like i want to be like her I've always wanted to do things that weren't typical of women, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I always thought about it like that. But it, looking back, I think that's what it was. Like, I just wanted to challenge myself. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times when you think of when, as a person, when I was thinking of ways to challenge myself, it wasn't a typical road that many women went down. Yeah. Um, so I wrote and I said that I wanted to go into the Air Force Academy, be a cadet, and then move forward with that. I never wanted to fly, so I didn't want to be a pilot, but that was my first time deciding I wanted to go into the military, apparently. So you saw the the independent yeah. Katie in you from, from your junior year in high school, from a magazine cover, basically. Is, are you contributing back to like almost like as the catalyst? 
I mean, that's the whole like what came first thing. I know right. obviously my personality and my drive and all that stuff came first, but I think that what probably was one of those moments that it, it did. It was probably the catalyst of, well, it definitely, it's like I, I was in a fork and I didn't even realize I was. Mm-hmm. But everyone was asking, you know, what are you going to do after high school? What are you doing after high school? Right. I, What's next? What's next? And I don't like pressure. Yeah. I like to go my own path. And I was just like, I don't know. I. So you went down this path. So I went. So, and then I decided after doing more research with that paper, actually, I did not want to be an officer. I wanted to be enlisted. I didn't in the academy, you come out of it being an officer. And, um, oftentimes you would be, uh, a pilot or somebody in the aircraft. And that's also not my interest. I mean, you can do other things, but that's like one of the main focuses. Um, and I was just like, you know, that's not me. Like I want to work really hard. Like, and I'm not saying officers don't work hard for those that are listening. (laughs) It's just very different. They're looked at as the leadership Mm -hmm. and especially throughout time, like officers, those are the ones that make the decisions. They're the one, you know, but all I could visualize was sitting in meetings and, and not really like getting into like the, you know, more paperwork, less, less in the field. I wanted to be, and I've always been very extroverted and a people person. So that's what I needed in my life. So, um, so fast forward my senior year, I took the ASVAB and I did the delayed enlistment program. And then right out of high school, I came in active duty air force. Um, it was before September 11th. And so I, my family has always been very supportive of any decision I make, and they do not put how they feel about things on me. Um, but you don't always have to say things for you to understand that it's, you know, they're proud or they're scared or they're concerned or this or that. And and I get, there was just a lot of, not from my family per se, but maybe from, you know, I grew up middle class People did not go in the military mm-hmm. in the in the middle class back then. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's much more common. It's been much more common since the economy fell. Um, but before before September 11th, if you were going in the military, oftentimes I've done research on this, so I can speak from my from my research at least that a lot of times people were using it because they were lower SES and they needed to get away from their, you know, and have a better life for them Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And that was not my situation. I have a very healthy family and I love my friends and all that stuff, but I just needed to explore and go out on my own and be independent. So I joined the Air Force in 2001 and I graduated basic training in September 13th of 2001. So, um, the Air Force that I joined and the Air Force that it quickly became because of after September 11th. So I wasn't, I wasn't even out of basic training when it happened and it was completely different. I came in thinking I was going to get college for free when I was ready, that I was going to travel and have all these experiences. And, and it, and then we, we went to war within the year and it just became a very different future than I ever saw myself. I was active duty for 12 years, and um, in that time, I was stationed at Wright-Patterson in Ohio, um, which was a really nice kind of weaning into, because as much as I wanted to be independent, I realized I uh, had a hard time leaving my family and friends, that I had such a good, you know. So it was a night, it was about 
less than an hour away. So I got to have that for, for, for five years, which was so great. Beautiful weaning in process. Then I was stationed in Italy um, for two years. And it was, I loved the area and I loved all the experience of traveling all over Europe in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was, I mean, who gets to do that except for the rich really, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it's different every base you go to. So some is very kind of more admin-y heavy. Some is like we're tracking aircraft and then other times there's nuclear missions, you know? And so it, it, it's hard. So I think I learned a lot about myself from my stint in Italy. And then I came to Cheyenne, Wyoming. I had to look it up on a map when I got orders to it. (laughs) I knew I was around this area, but I didn't know exactly where. And it was an interesting time. Four years in at the in Cheyenne, in active duty, I was with we call it active associate. So active duty is with the guard, and I got to see the other side, the guard side, and they're much more. They're they have a lot more humanitarian missions, mm-hmm. and that excites me. I am a humanitarian at the core of who I am, and so I just loved the idea of kind of flipping what I did in the past on its you know over and really you know be supporting the mission of aerial firefighting during all the the fires that have occurred, mm-hmm. you know, in Colorado and California, all over the country, um, that we do flood relief that. And then um, when I went guard, I also used it as an opportunity. I said, my I felt like my old job wasn't challenging me enough. So I went medical, something I always wanted to do and um, just didn't initially enlist and do the in that back then, but it's like, I found the opportunity now. So I um, became a medic and that's when I like my, oh man, that's when I found, wow, you can wake up and go to a job truly. And if you are, if you are passionate about it, it doesn't feel exhausting. You don't drag your feet. You're not like, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Like I got excited you know, especially when I worked in hospitals, I got so every single day, it was long days and it never mattered to me because I loved what I did. And I said, I would never, ever go back to doing a job that I wasn't deeply passionate about. So in the meantime, I go guard. And then I, I wanted to um, finish schooling. So I came to UNC. And again, it was just one of those, I remember I was hanging out with some friends I had met through other friends or whatever, and we were at the pool one day, and my friend was talking about how she just finished her master's. She went through a summer program at this place called UNC in Greeley, Colorado, and I just... All this was new to me. Um, my husband at the time was um, went to the CSU, and so everything was in. We were up north enough that you just didn't really hear that much from about UNC, but um, at the time, like so. I feel like that is changing though. Anyway, um, so I was like, huh? I had looked. I've I I've been a psychology student almost my whole time, my I call it a career now because I've been going to college since 2003 and we're in 2020 now. So. Real quick on that, yeah. you, you said that you were going to school and you've been doing it since 03. Yeah. What school, like how does that work oh, in military? Yeah, so I did online schooling mostly. Okay. Um, so. Really, I, even back then, like 03, 04, there was yeah, like yes. online classes? Yeah, I, okay. well, 
I went through. Dial up? I st- <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It almost, I mean, I even did it when I was deployed and everything. I still, I did schooling huh. then. Um, I, I fell in love with the classroom environment. I was like, I had been doing, at that point, online for so long. It felt like a long time. Now I'm looking back like, was it, I mean, three, four years. And you're probably disconnected from the whole idea because it's all virtual. It is. You're, you're not seeing anyone. So now for the first time you're in this circle of yes. people and you know, and now- my I- extroverted self and I'm like, oh my God, and we can have like back and forth communicate, mm-hmm. like talk about all this. Right. And it was just like, and I felt myself come alive. And I think at that, looking back, I probably could have guessed that my path was never what it became, but maybe it's not that surprising. Mm-hmm. Anybody that has had a class with me, um, they're like, oh, Katie, she talks, you know, but I love, I love participating. I love the back and forth. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just talking to Dannon before this about his energy. I love pulling people's energy. And when you're everyone, if people are excited to learn and about the topic and to debate, no, I, I, I get high off of it. Like nothing feels better. I have too much energy. Yeah. No. So, so thank you. It, Weirdly, it releases. Weirdly, nothing come off as like okay. too much for me. Okay. It's, I can handle it. I use my arms a lot and my hands <laughs> and I Do you you? Know, gesticulate. Yeah. I'm weirdly very calm, but internal, like externally, but yeah. internally it's, it's, wild. <laughs> it's very wild. Like, it, like fireworks oftentimes. Anyway. So I get out of active duty. I go guard as a traditionalist. So you just go one weekend a month, two weeks a year in theory. But as a medic, that is not the case because we have a lot of certifications and stuff that we need to maintain. So it's typically, I'd say four to six weeks out of the year, um, I would be doing training and other stuff like that. Um, And I, at 30 years old, sat in a classroom as a tradition, well, a non-traditional traditional student, as in I was out of active duty. Mm. I wasn't amongst my peers of military members. Right. I was with 18 and 19 year olds in undergrad classes. So I was a junior at this point. I had taken enough classes that I was a junior, but man, was that eye opening. I always like, I can fit in pretty much everywhere I go because I do, because I am an extrovert and because I love talking to new people. Mm-hmm. But this was new for me. I didn't live local, which is why I always push when I, when I, you know, as an instructor here and then just talking to a lot of undergrads, I'm always like, and graduate students, as much as possible, live local mm-hmm. because you will just get more involved and it will become more like a family than if you just commute every single day. Mm-hmm. Like you just won't, the likelihood that you will feel that bond with people is so much more minimal. And that connectiveness. Yes. So for two years, I kind of felt like an old stranger. Um, So then I go to get, for graduation, we wear our veteran stool. So I went to pick it up um, from veteran services, which I didn't even know existed on this campus. And maybe that was because I didn't want, I I didn't, search to find it or anything like that. I didn't, I didn't know that I needed it. I thought I, you know, I am adaptive. I work hard. I'm doing well. Independent. I, yes. I think in that, man, that rings so true to so many veterans, so many. And here starts my next journey because I, I went to pick it up and the director at the time was like, Hey, you, I heard, 
you're going to get your master's here. And, and he was right. I was. And if you asked me to this day, I don't even remember the day that I remembered like being like, yes, my advisor was like, you should like you have Katie. Absolutely Mm -hmm. do this. Like you're passionate, you're driven. Like, you know, I had already gotten involved with research in a trauma lab at that point. Um, in executive function and hot, hot and cool executive function, prefrontal cortex stuff. And I loved it. Like I could not get enough. I was like. In part two, we discuss life as a graduate student and the cultural differences between student life and military life. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm.